You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. Well, it is 11 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, Fetisani Pandarani, who is the Solicitor General, following uh, Judge Mota's concern over the absence of African advocates in a case concerning black economic empowerment. We hear from the Solicitor General. This is after the State Attorney's remarks um, that suggest that Judge Mota's demand for an explanation on this matter is impermissible. According to News24, State Attorney N. R. Baloy said his office chose white lawyers because of the experience and color, and the uh, color had nothing to to do with anything and the solicitor general is now joining us on the line but pandarani good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us uh, afternoon Aldrin, and uh, thanks for having me uh, thank you very much yeah the views that were expressed by um mr baloy are those the views that are held by the solicitor general as well um not really um i directly differ with the views mm expressed by uh, the state attorney in Pretoria. And then there are about 15 offices of state attorney across South Africa, all of which um, are enjoyed with having to deal with the operational issues relating to litigation and legal matters. I deal with matters at a strategic level and give guidance and issue standard operating procedures to these offices. So the views that have been expressed there are over the board, above board and are unacceptable. We should not enter the frame of even using words that are impermissible, such as impermissible. I, I, I have got a sense that um, um, some of those um, views are, are very unfortunate and have expressed that view to the head of Office of State Attorney in Pretoria. Yeah. So I don't share the view. You, you, you don't share the views, but what was his response then to what you put forward? Look, um, it was not required of the Office of the Solicitor General to make any submissions. Had we been invited, perhaps, by the judge um, and the Office of the Solicitor General to offer our insights on how we are going to achieve transformation, I think the the answer would have been uh, very different from what has happened. Um, and so, having had concerns that are representing the the Black Economic uh, Commission mm. um, 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 having expressed the view that they were not going to cooperate. It means um, the state attorney's office was left on its own devices. And it actually circumstantially had to uh, fill the void uh, by responding as they did. But what my view is, um, the, the, the response itself lacks circumspection. Um, the least that the state attorney's office could have done would have been to explain the circumstances under which they had had to appoint um, uh, the, the, the legal team as they did in reply to the questions by the judge. So, in the main, um, in the main, I there are two issues arising from the judge's um, uh, inquiry. Um, I think the debate about transformation is long overdue, Andre. Yeah. Um, very long overdue. Um, and the other question to which I'm not going to express myself is whether the judge was entitled to um, have communicated as he did. But be that as it may, he is entitled to, in fact, pronounce on what he can actually uh, uh, view in that space as to what is happening. And the answer is in quotes. He could actually explain it without, uh, without being discouraging, without being disdainful to the court. You could still give an answer or alternatively say 
Look, I do not have an answer in relation to how I got to be in this brief. However, I defer to those that are custodians of policies and procedures in respect of uh, procurement and uh, briefing and outsourcing of uh, state legal work. And we could have actually come to the party to, 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 to give the court the necessary optics of where we are in relation to these particular issues. More particularly, why is it that in the final analysis, a decision was taken to appoint an all-white team to represent the Black Economic uh, Commission, which, you know, as part of it's very ironic also. It's in, yes, it's intended to protect the same issues that we are trying to deal with. So, so, so there are quite a number of questions uh, 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 that arise from uh, uh, this issue. The, 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 just by the judge, I agree with all that. We may actually debate on the procedure of how mm. do you communicate that. But uh, I mean, transformation requires a discourse that transcends sound bias. You know, I might actually be here talking about uh, transformation and so on and so forth. But we now need to start implementing some of the policies. So all of the offices of state attain, including Pretoria, which is the biggest office, by the way, um, across the country, must try by all means to comply with the, you know, with the, with the prescripts that have been issued. I'm, I'm, I'm raising prescripts, uh, Andrew, because we've got... I think the last time that we discussed some of the other issues, I indicated to you that we've got policies that have been approved by cabinet yeah. and also have been presented before parliament. And one of the issues, critical issues, is briefing and outsourcing of state legal work, which is very transparent and consistent with the provisions of Section 17 of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the points that is also raised in the protest against what the what the Judge Mota is asking for is that um, in January 2024, 81% of council um, has been briefed, argue cases on behalf of government were African, with 10% being white, the majority which were women, um, which is four, um, it, it, it points out. Um, does that go somewhere at least in making the argument that the, the state attorney in Pretoria is also committed to transformation? It, it does. And that is the point I'm raising, Aldrin, to say you could have responded to the judge's query without being disparaging, without, in fact, being in content of the same court that you would require to issue a judgment. So, in, in terms of the statistics, if I may, um, uh, Aldrin, we. We have, we, have, we have looked at the demographics, we brief on the basis of, uh, you know, the rent value, we brief on the basis of gender, we look into all of those things, and some of these things require active activism. You need to, you need to, to tinker with processes in order to achieve the necessary milestones that are set for us, and we are audited on those milestones. So, indeed, you could have relied on statistics, and also you could have indicated and this is a point that everybody might be missing. Every time that there is a brief, as at the moment, and you would, you would know, Aldrin, uh, that um, the, the same organized professions have taken me to court in relation to having issued a request for expression of interest by those that are prepared to, to render state legal services. That is a debate for another day. But for now, Treasury requires us for each and every brief to issue out a request for quotations to legal practitioners. That's the first step. And it means if you are 
confronted with a case that is going to court, mm-hmm. you will then go out and ask for quotations from those that are available. Now, what happens under the circumstances, and this is the explanation that the Office of State Attorney Pretoria could have offered. We, 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 we had about six respondents when we requested for, for, for requests for quotations in relation to this particular matter that we were talking about. Yeah. We received two quotations from African uh, male consents, all of them that are senior. However, they were already overbreached themselves to an extent that it will then actually trigger another unfairness. But for the state attorney to go, you know, on record to say, yeah, no, we chose these ones because they were overqualified. It said it's devoid yeah. of anything that I stand for because when where do you derive this expertise? Yes, and and, and that's the point, right? It it, it is um, the emphasis on the experience that Essie Brand has as well as um, his co-counsel. Um, but then asking yourself that if we say that these people have over 30 years of experience, 15 years uh, for the co-counsel, um, where do you think these experiences would be coming from if they are not briefed, if black African senior counsel is not being briefed? Yeah, no, no, that's the question that in fact I raised with the um, head of office of state attorney to say, um, you know, what, what we are actually doing, a part of my mandate is, is to assist and be a bridge, a platform that in fact ensures that there is transformation in this space. Now, if you are going to say there are certain, and I'm going to use this word only once now because it's very subjective, mm. there are dinosaurs that have been in this space forever. What it means is those, those dinosaurs must continue to render state legal work. That is not what we are here for. We need to have an inclusive policy that says, with or without the necessary experience, you can only get that necessary experience if you are given an opportunity to render services. Yeah. If uh, you don't, then you are failing on our mandate. Um, SG, just a final one. Um, and and yeah, I know that you might not want to venture in, in, into this. Um, do you think that action should be taken against the state attorney in Pretoria and against um, the council that has been briefed that... Um, send an email to the judge that um, they won't adhere to his instruction. Um, I, I, yeah, I think you are correct to say that, you know, that is the space that I would not want to venture into, but I can offer my own personal views. Sure. Um, in relation to uh, the Office of State at Haiti, uh, uh, Pretoria, I've had a, a discussion with the leadership at that stage and said, were you consulted on this issue? I was told that Circumstantially, they actually found themselves without any choice uh, but to do what they did. However, maybe your question is directed at the responses that have been given, which are unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I think they should be, in all instances, number one, a, an attempt to try and uh, you know come with remedial interventions in that space. We need to educate those that are lower down there uh, about the purposive nature of the transformative agenda. However, with, me, with, with, with respect to cancer, you know, in all the communications that they have in fact uh, 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 circulated widely, it, 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 you know, it, 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 <laughs> it is unfortunate that the Legal Practice Council, that is the regulatory body, is never cited in any of those correspondences. But unfortunately, there is nothing that I can do directly to them because I don't have a direct relationship with the, 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 the individuals that have been appointed. But will be overreaching on my part to 
to try and take an action. And even if I may want to, it will be inconsequential because there is nothing that I can do. All that I can do is to ensure that we follow all the pillars relating to transformation in this space. It is not an easy task, but I am very sure that, uh, you know, we, we, should, uh, we should move beyond and above theories yeah. and go towards implementation right on. Thank you so much for your time. That is the Solicitor General of the country, Fetisani Panderani.